hear those stories of your miraculous provision into difficult circumstances. In Jesus' name, we thank you for what you are about to do. Amen. Maybe seated. All right. Now, we are going to have the CEO of the Well Women's Centre come on stage. Let's welcome Beck Worthington. Beck, for those of you who haven't met her, uh, has been in this church for about four or five years. And uh, her mum, is Jill here? Yep. Up, oh, oh, right there. And her husband, Sean, and Jack. Oh, yeah. Her, her husband, Sean. I knew what I was saying. <laughs> and uh, so she used to be so quiet in church. And I would, I would spot her in the back there, and I'd think, oh, I must say hi before she goes. And, and I'd go over to say hi, and she was gone. <laughs> and, uh, and yet, over the period of years, it, it came, there came a moment where we needed someone in our office. And I, I thought of Beck and asked her, and she said, oh, no, she's got other ideas. And, and, uh, and so, anyway, it turns out she did end up becoming my PA for a, for a period of time. And then felt God was moving her on, which eventually ended up as her being the CEO of the Well Women's Centre, which was another vision and dream that I've had for years ago, thinking we, we should be involved in that place as a church. We should really, they bless all the people. They've got connections into the whole community. People come there that won't come here. We need to be there. And now we are. And how many of our church actually now work there? Half my staff, yeah. <laughs> That's of half the staff of about seven or eight people. So let's just welcome Beck. Thank you. I need my Bible. <laughs> Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for having me on such a special day. And don't we deserve uh, to be celebrated as mums today? So please give all the mums a hand. Um, <laughs> And what an awesome performance. Yes, mothers roar. Don't we just roar? I love that. And you ladies, I just love seeing you up here. Um, it's always in good fun. And Sally, you always do such a great job and live. So well done. Um, yes, and let's recognise today that uh, so much beauty is about being a mum. And, uh, but it doesn't just mean that we need to give birth to be a mum as well. And I, I just love everything that mothers stand for, love everything that mothers are. And mothers are such a God-given um, purpose, aren't they? So praise God for that. I'm just going to pray before we get into it. So if you'd like to close your eyes, I just really want to welcome the Lord here today. He's given me a word and um, I really want to share it in the way that he wants it to be heard. So I just pray for his blessing on me as I deliver his word. And I pray for a blessing on everybody here who hears it and touches their hearts. And we just ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so me, I'm just going to introduce myself a little bit more as Mum's Day. I'm going to introduce my family. So I've got a um, family pic, if we could bring that up on screen. Here we are. This is my family, me in the front with my husband, Sean. Sean and I have been married 14 years this year. Yes, that deserves a celebration, let me tell you. <laughs> um, he... <laughs> Look, Sean is an awesome bloke. He is an 
Aussie bloke and I just love his authenticity and it's what made me fall in love with him. He is who he is and he is the same if he is to meet the Queen or if he was to meet you and had only known you for an hour, that's, that's him right there and he's a lovable Aussie bloke. Um, in the back, we've got our first baby, which is the dog, Cooper. He was our first, um, first child, and we got him, and we just found out that we were pregnant with Jack, who's in the audience. Now, I went into labour 10 years ago today. I, yes, on Mother's Day, went into labour with Jack, and Jack's just celebrated his 10th birthday. Now, Jack is a kid who just makes me proud to be a parent. He, I just love his guts and his glory, and he's just a kind, sensitive soul. And, yeah, you should see him on, on a sporting field, whether it's football or basketball. He just, and he tells me all the time, it's all about the courage, Mum. It's about the courage. And he, he has courage when he's on that field. He's just in there, and I just love that about him. Now Penny, Penny is seven and she is, well she's not seven yet but almost, um, look she's Miss Sass and she is attitude and everything has a Penny way, she doesn't do things normal way, she does things Penny way and she loves drama, she loves the centre of attention, let's be honest this child is mine. <laughs> She is a mini-me, that's for sure. Now, Willie in the back, he's our dog. He's a safe dog, just joined us at Christmas time. Him and I have a slow-burning love. So he, he, um, I'm still getting to, to love Willie. But here we are. Willie stands for Wilfred. Um, here we are heading on a road trip. We packed up the, um, the car, we had loaded the camper, we'd got ready for this big um, trip on New Year's Eve. Uh, all the way, we had to go to Cook Point Caravan Park. So, yes, we did camp at Cook Point Caravan Park, 12 kilometres down the road. And we did load up the trailer and the car and all the family for that. And that was a, a really, really lovely weekend. So, don't knock camping in your own backyard. So, no, it wasn't a long trip, but we certainly have been on many of those recently and spent a lot of time in the car. And if you've been in the car, which we all have, we live in the Pilbara, we have to spend time in the car travelling, uh, you'll know those words that come from your children in the back, are we there yet? How often do we hear that, are we there yet? My goodness, child, look around, it's the Pilbara, we're not anywhere. <laughs> like, it takes a long time to get there. Um, so even if you don't have children, you may know this from when you were a child and sitting in the back on a long journey and just feeling how long that journey is and it feels like you're not getting anywhere. And look, I've titled my message that today, Are We There Yet?, because that's a feeling that I've often experienced in life, not just in the car, but I've experienced that as a mother, to be honest, that feeling of, are we there yet? When is it going to get better? When is it going to feel like I've arrived? When is it going to get easier? So I'm just going to share another couple of little um, stories of the, that feeling for me as a mum of, yeah, am I there yet? So I'm just going to put up the first, 
This is a Facebook post a while ago. So crazy morning rush, kids to school and a lingering smell of baby poo, only to discover when arriving at work, yep, it's on my shirt. Um, gotta love my girl Jen for my morning coffee. I really needed it that day. Um, and the next one, lesson 101 in parenting. When your child says he feels sick, do not feed him eggs, toast and wheat bix no matter how much he asks for it. Yep, all over the floor. That's where it all ended. Uh, lesson 102, do not let your one-year-old play with fluoro nail polish. Somehow they do know how to open them and yep, all over the floor. Uh, lesson 103, do not turn your head in the supermarket because a trolley will tip over and crush your children. Yep, all over the floor. <laughs> Look, that was all in one day. One day that post was from. So yes, welcome to parenting. <laughs> You'll have your own experiences, let me tell you. But my goodness, those um, experiences, yeah, had certainly left me in a way of, my goodness, when, when does this get easier? And I um, remember, I have a memory when my little girl was only a week old and we drove, again, on a long car trip, down to Karatha. And we had my mum with me, we had Sean's mum with us, and yes, yeah, Penny would have only been a week, and it was, it was a hard, you know, time getting used to a newborn. And we were at a cafe down at the shops, and I remember a woman coming up to us and just talking, and you know, about our new baby, and, um, and she said to me, this is the best time of your life. And I, you know, nodded and smiled, yes, yeah, it is great, isn't it? thinking, how is this the best time of my life? Seriously, surely this is not it. I, I am tired. I am hurting. This baby is crying. I don't know what it needs. I have a toddler running around. I, yeah, I just, I just thought this can't be it. And I had this attitude of, no, when this happens, it'll get better. So when she, has a, she gets to four weeks and has a bit of a turning point, when it gets to six weeks, when it gets to eight weeks, then when my child is out of nappies, that'll get better. Then when my child's at school, that'll get better. Now I'm just waiting for them to move out. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> um, yeah, I just had this attitude of when. When this happens, it'll get better. When this happens. So I just want to ask you that question. When have you ever felt like that in your life, that the journey is long, that you're always looking to the destination and not realising where you are at that point? So why don't I feel, you know, um, the benefits of this long journey yet? Why does it feel, why are we growing weary? You might feel that in many different areas in your life. It doesn't just have to be parenting. So maybe for you, it's when I finish that degree or when I get that job promotion that I've been working so hard for. Maybe for you, you're young and it's when I finish high school and then it's going to get better or easier or when I find someone to love and get married or perhaps you're battling with sickness. Maybe for you, it's when you're healed Maybe when things settle down, maybe when we don't have so much stress in our lives, when I get out of headland, when I have more money. So when do we move from that means to an end attitude? And what are we missing in the meantime? Maybe it's 
you know, God's made promises to you and you're yet to see them come to fruition. You know, if we just look at this building, we know this has been um, a dream and a promise that God has made for a long time coming and we're getting there, but we're not quite there yet. But we are certainly moving along that journey. So maybe today you're looking for a breakthrough. Maybe you're needing a breakthrough in finances or in health or your relationships, your career, or perhaps your parenting. But if we spend our life just waiting for those breakthroughs and for the miracles to happen, for the milestones to be reached, we're just wishing our life away. So I want to turn today to Joshua 1, which we have heard from, (laughs) Um, which is awesome because that just proves that this is God talking. This is not me talking. It's not David talking. Pastor David, sorry. Um, This is God. So this is the message that he really wants to to get through today. So we heard um, a little bit of the background of Joshua, who's about to lead the nation across the Jordan River. Now, this was a promise that was given way beyond, or way before, sorry, way before this time where they're at right now. So this was a promise given back, you know, to Moses, to um, Early on in the Bible, this is a promise. So now we're talking hundreds of years just to get to this point where they're about to cross the Jordan River. So this is, yeah, this is not something that has come easy. And so for Joshua, who's about to lead this nation to cross the river, to be on the other side where the promised land is, this is a big, significant turning point. So quickly, we'll just read from Joshua 1. Actually, we have read that, so I'll skip over that. But out of Joshua chapter 1, one of the most important points that um, David pulled out is that to be strong and courageous. So I'll just read from verse 7. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave from you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left, and then you will be successful in everything you do. I'm going to jump down to chapter 11. So go through the camp and tell the people to get their provisions ready. In three days you will cross the Jordan River and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you. In three days, oh my gosh, they must be sitting at the side of the river going, we're just ready now. Are we there yet? Can we just cross the river? No, three days. So it's important to recognise that in this story as well, that there was, even at that significant point, there was a time that God said stop and plan and prep. Let's jump ahead to chapter 3. Verse 10 is a pretty powerful verse because God again is talking to Joshua God said to Joshua that today he was going to make him a great leader. And in verse 10, it says, Today you will know that the living God is among you. Today. So remember the promise is actually the promised land that they're going to conquer and take that over. We're not even there yet. We're only just at the river crossing. But today is the day that God was saying, You will know the living God is among you. Verse 12, now choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. 
the priests will carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth. As soon as their feet touch the water, the flow of water will be cut off upstream and the river will stand up like a wall. So the people left their camp to cross the Jordan and the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. It was the harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the Ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above that point began backing up a great distance. And the water below that point flowed to the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry Then all the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. They were standing on dry land. We're talking a big body of water. And God parted that. And the whole nation crossed over the Jordan on dry land as the covenant was carried across. In chapter 4, so when all the people had crossed the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, now choose 12 men from each tribe. Take 12 stones from the very place where the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan. Carry them and pile them up at the place where you are camping tonight. In verse 6, it says, we will use the stones to build a memorial. The future, your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them and remind them that today the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. Now you might think that that part of the story in terms of the bigger picture is a little insignificant. It's not quite, again, taking over and conquering the promised land, but God's making a point here and telling them to stop. Stop and recognize my hand is in this. Stop and recognize what has just happened. I've opened up the way for you. This was where I'm leading you and I've made it happen. God's making a point here to make sure that we recognise that. So how does this relate to us? Out of this story, these are the main points that I wanted to take out of it. God made a promise. It didn't happen straight away, but this was his promises coming to fruition. And he reiterated with Joshua that he was with him. But Joshua needed courage and he needed faith. So God can give us the promises, but it also takes action on our part to be courageous and to be faithful. In the story, there was a time of planning and preparation and God used his mighty power. He made the way for it to happen. And then in the story, there's a time of reflection. So what do we need to do when we're on the journey? Maybe if we're looking for that breakthrough, if we're waiting for that you know, promise to come to fruition that God has given us, what can we do on the journey when we're just waiting to get there and we're in that attitude of, are we there yet? Like, how much further can I possibly have to go? The first thing we need to do is be obedient. 
We need to be listening and tuning in to God and his agenda, not our own. When we are working on his agenda and not ours, everything changes because he opens up the Jordan River for you. He opens up his ways for you because you're obedient to him and where you're going. So how do we be obedient? You need to tap into what he's telling you. How do we do that? We need to read his word. We need to get in his word so we know where he's leading us. We need to get comfortable in the Holy Spirit. We need to feel his presence and we need to tap in and push into that. And we need to work on his agenda. So we need to be obedient. The second thing we need to do is be courageous. God lays out the promises for us, but it takes premise. It takes an action. So we need to stand up and be courageous. We also need to be patient. We need to understand that we have to work in his timing, not ours. We have to rely on his understanding, not our own understanding. So we need to be patient and we need to realise that it's not always in the destination, it's in the journey. And the last thing I really think we need to do is to be grateful. We need to recognise the milestones and the significant moments along the way. That these are just as powerful as where God wants us to be. That these are significant moments and significant turning points. You know, if I had just had that grateful attitude back on that day when that woman had said to me, this is the best time of your life, I would have realised that, yeah, you know what? It's pretty good. This is a pretty significant time. This is a pretty significant moment. Rather than wish that time away. So we need to be grateful. We need to see God's hand in our lives right now and what He's doing in our lives today. On one of our road trips recently, one of the most significant parts of a, you know, a 12-week holiday where we travelled around camping, we met friends, we went to so many locations. It was a really awesome trip. But in the first hour of our trip, we left at 3 a.m., So the roads out here, you know, just an hour out of town are dark, can be quite scary, you know, with all the live animals and the road trains. And in the first hour and a bit, we had a a tyre blowout. Now, this wasn't just a normal flat tyre. This was a massive blowout. Our tyre was completely like disintegrated. You could smell the rubber burning. And to think that... For that to happen to that tyre and for, you know, Sean to be driving and to not even be disrupted in his drive in a big blowout, like that in itself, that was a God moment right there. And I've, I know it was because before it happened, I was, I just felt obligated to pray, pray for our journey. And I always do that, but it was an obligation to pray for longer than I normally would. And I laid my hands on my husband and I just thought, oh, I'm in good hands here. He's a good driver. And I'm in good hands here because I have a God looking after us. And it wasn't long after that, bang, that tire 
that tyre went. Out of a huge holiday, an amazing holiday, that was one of the most significant points and moments for us and that was a God moment. So we need to start seeing our God moments in our everyday. He is working miracles everywhere. Sometimes we just miss it. We miss it because we're not looking. We're not looking for the the miracles because we're too focused on the destination and where we're going. And I want to encourage you today to start seeing God's miracles in your ordinary life because God turns ordinary to extraordinary. Yes, so start seeing that. It's happening, it's everywhere. You know, that song this morning, evidence is all around. The Spirit of the Lord is here. It is here and you can feel it in everything you see. So imagine what that looks like to you. If you can be grateful, if you can see the Word and the, that God is giving you and the work that He is doing in your life right now, what does that look like to you? That could change your perspective. That could change everything. That could change your attitude, your health, your finances, your, um, that could turn your life around because you can start to see the work that God's doing in that. Not just waiting for that to happen. When that happens, that'll get better. When I reach there, that'll get better. When I'm healthy, I'll be happy. It doesn't work like that. It's a choice. Like David was saying, it's a choice today to be strong. It's a choice to be courageous. It's a choice to be happy. It's a choice to see that God is working in your life right now. God is working in this building right now. And we're not there yet. We've got a long way to go. There's lots still to happen in this building, not quite there. But He is working and every milestone and every significant point deserves the praise and the glory to Him for what He is doing. Amen. Feel like I'm preaching. Yes. Amen. So what have you got to give thanks to God for today? Maybe it's as simple as thanking Him for giving us a gateway to His eternal life through His Son, through Jesus. Maybe it's as simple as that, that He's given us those opportunities to turn to Him. So I'm not gonna give you that opportunity this morning. I'd like us all to stand together. So as we're just thinking about something that you could just give God some thanks for, you know, thank you for our mothers today. Thank you for uh, our families today. Thank you for women who, yeah, might not see themselves as mothers, but they are. We want to thank them. And we want to thank God for giving us His Son. So we're going to say... A prayer, a salvation prayer, and this is something that we do every week. And it's an opportunity to say thanks to God for giving us a gateway to your eternal life through your Son, Jesus. And yeah, we're going to say this together. So if you would like to repeat after me Lord, thank you for giving us your Son. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to earth. And thank you for dying for me on the cross. 
Thank you that that act can give me a gateway to your eternal life. And I choose your life today. I choose your way, your agenda. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So if that was the first time that you said that today, if you feel brave enough, please put up your hand because we'd love to touch base with you. And I would also like to open up an opportunity for some prayer. If you feel you just want to come forward for some prayer, if you want to revel in the presence of God, if you just want to experience that, or if you just want to come and give God thanks, then the opportunity is here and we're open down here. Or if you have a a specific prayer, I'd like to invite you to come so we can do that for you. David, would you like to? Thanks. That's great. Looks like uh, if, if you still want to come forward, just come forward. Beck will be here for a moment afterwards. And uh, here we go. Cindy, you might like to pray with Cindy. And um, other than that, great. Let's just close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for mothers everywhere. Lord, I just ask your blessing upon every single person. We all at some point had or have a mother. But there's a whole range of stories surrounding that fact. Whatever your story, we thank you, Lord. Whatever our story is, we know that you are almighty God. You love us. You care for us. You call us. You lead us. Lord, I just ask for an ongoing sense of your presence and peace as we step out of this place, bolder and stronger than before. Less anxiety, less worries, less concerns. Full of the presence of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we praise you, Lord. Amen.